The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Hi, I'm excited to be here and welcome to my inaugural show. This is part of my personal leadership journey. I've never done a radio show before and I'm excited to share this with you and to share my passion about three areas that I've lived my life around, developing leaders, building great organizational cultures where people can thrive and developing great talent for the future. I am particularly passionate about pursuing this program to enable people to have an opportunity to really think about and reflect on their personal leadership and think about how we can all continue to sharpen our saw in this arena. You know, today's world is so fast-paced, it's complicated, it's complex, it's busy, and we don't really have enough time to stop between meetings and settings with employees, etc., to really take the time to think about and reflect on what we're doing as leaders every day. And it's such an important role in every organization, no matter what level of the organization that you are. And so this is, I think, my opportunity and your opportunity too, to really spend time learning some tools and tips and hearing from great practitioners and what I call pracademics. And the reason I call them pracademics is because we're not just going to have a bunch of people on here who've written great books and, you know, been thought leaders, uh, but no workplace experience. Everyone on the show is going to have hands-on experience, developing leaders, working in organizations, having stories of what works and what doesn't work from their own practical experience. Now, the other nice part of our folks that are going to be on the show is that they also back the tools and tips with real solid research. And we know from studying them and studying the impact that those tools have on the workplace that they do, in fact, drive business results and better business organizations at the end of the day. So that's really what this show is all about, to share with you content, ideas, have a discussion, have a dialogue around leaders, how leaders develop great cultures, and how leaders develop talent. It's a real chance 
to hear from some of the best in the field and take that time for yourself out of the day, even though we know we'll all be multitasking, but it will give you a chance to stop and reflect and think. There have been some studies done recently that say, you know, because of the fast pace of the workplace, and I don't know about you, but when I was uh, in some of the jobs that I'd had, I'd get into work in the morning, I was on the phone in my car heading in, and then I went from meeting to meeting, and all of a sudden before I knew it, it was eight or nine o'clock and I was driving home again, and I had no chance to really think about what I was trying to accomplish throughout the day. And the studies that we've found of late from neuroscience is that if you don't take some time, some downtime to really reflect, to get away from it all, you know, you're just not going to be at the top of your game and you're just not going to be as innovative. We're going to be talking about that on one of our later shows. However, this is a passion of mine and and I'll share with you why this became such a passion for me. I'll give you a little bit of the stories of my career and, and my background. I started out after college, just like most of us, not very sure what I was going to be doing. And I dabbled in a few companies. And then I was in Washington, D.C., and I stumbled into a national labor union. And some of the things that they were working on was very appealing. At that time, it was uh, equality in the workplace, uh, equal pay for equal work, um, discrimination, etc. And it seemed very interesting to me. In that journey, I ended up going out into the field and handling employee-employer grievances. And boy, I learned a lot. I learned that it was very adversarial. And Sometimes that adversarial relationship didn't get anybody anywhere. What happened was very often managers were managers because they were good at the technical stuff that they did, but they really didn't know how to lead or manage people, and they weren't trained to lead or manage people. And as a result, conflict happened, sometimes on the part of the employee as well as the part of the manager. But it was a real eye-opener to me to understand that these situations where people don't know how to lead, are not encouraged to lead, don't have the support in how they develop talent, it just becomes a depressing and sometimes very negative situation. I went on from there to work in uh, upstate New York in a joint labor management committee. And it was quite the opposite experience. What was great about it is that labor and management wanted to work together towards some common goals. People were being given leadership development training. They were taught how to facilitate group dialogue. They were taught how to resolve conflict, how to work together, as I said, against a common goal. And it was exhilarating. People were excited about it. People did things that they wouldn't normally have done. And they came into work really wanting to make a difference. And I said to myself, I wonder why that is. And that is what started my journey on learning about leadership. 
And as I continued on that journey, I found out that in reality, you can't organize a well-led company. It just simply does not happen. I also found out that well-led companies, really benchmarked companies, tend to do much better in the marketplace than their competitors if they really focus on leadership. A study I did during the economic downturn of organizations that paid attention to talent and top leaders, by the way, we studied over 500 Fortune 1000 companies, we found that those companies, even in the tough times, that paid attention to people, paid attention to leadership, and paid attention to their organizational culture, their stock price stayed pretty good. And their year-over-year volatility was good as well. They weren't as volatile as some of the other companies that weren't engaged in that kind of activity. This led me to another point in my journey. It led me to another step in my career. I went down to Wall Street. And when I went to Wall Street, I started to learn about the power of organizational culture. Here is where I went into an organization and people just simply did not trust each other. And if you believe that trust is not important, ask yourself this question. How do you treat people that you trust? And how do you treat people that you don't trust in the workplace? And if you don't trust people, you tend not to communicate with them. You tend not to give them information. You tend to think about them in a sink or swim way. And trust is an outgrowth of a company culture that is highly constructive. If people are working together well and trusting each other, they will share. They will help each other do the best they can be. And they will make sure that everyone succeeds. But not every organization is like that, as I found out. Where I went on Wall Street was not fun. People were working long hours and hard And they were spending a lot of time um, fixing minor mistakes. And the leaders thought that they were really smart and brilliant when they they picked on flaws and they pointed out uh, small errors. And what was happening there is the employee engagement surveys were just coming out so bad. And on the plaques on the walls were things like, we're a team, we collaborate, we work together. And the employees were coming back and saying, no, we're not. No, we don't. This is not the way it is. Stop saying this. And uh, if, if you don't believe this, take the plaques down because that's not the way it is to work here. And you know what? I bet you many of, many of you have experienced the same as well. So I was the head of leadership and organization development and the leaders asked me, What can we do about this? And this is where I embarked on studying the culture. And I found out, painfully so, that leader behavior does in fact drive the organizational culture. And if you have leaders who are acting in an aggressive way towards their colleagues, peers, and subordinates, it will drive a culture of fear and it will drive a culture of low productivity. And it will also drive... High reten- a high turnover, uh, it will drive quality errors, and it also drives, as I said before, fear. And sometimes that fear unwittingly leads to integrity issues, 
because people will hide problems. They don't want to get caught. They don't want to get blamed. They don't want to get yelled at. So I started my journey on studying organizational cultures. And I learned that that it really is an important part of any organization. And to quote Edgar Schein, who is the guru, culture is everything. It's so important. You may not even realize culture manages you and you're not even aware that you're being managed. So uncovering the culture of your organization is really important. And then the third thing is really dedicating yourself to developing people within your organization, making that the centerpiece. And those, frankly, are the three things that I have passion for and I have dedicated my career to. And this is what this show is all about. This show is an opportunity for you to listen to the best practitioners on leadership. Whether you're an aspiring leader, going global, or just upping your game, this is your time to invest in you. You'll get hands-on practical tips and advice that, will, that you'll be able to apply immediately. You can tell I'm about real practical, down-to-earth discussions. Through the show, we will have such people like Marshall Goldsmith, who's a best-selling author, a guru, and uh, considered one of the top leading thinkers in uh, leadership and a top-flight coach. We'll have Laura Crawshaw and Linda Pendergast, who are going to be speaking about their discoveries on abrasive management and what you do about it. We'll also have Jay Conger, an international expert on leadership, author, and a professor who does a lot of work around communication and the scrutiny that leaders are under. I use Jay in many programs that I developed for GE leaders uh, back at Crotonville. Tony Cusimano, a partner from PricewaterhouseCoopers and a leader in and a powerhouse in experience in helping organizations through change and helping them develop really constructive leadership practices will also be on. And... My, one of my favorites as well is Phil Dixon, a real expert in neuroscience and who can help you understand how your brain works and how you can train your brain to do some things differently from what you're doing today. We'll also be having CEOs from some leader, leading companies who will tell you their stories and tell you about their journey and the lessons and pitfalls that they've experienced, their defining moments. You know, we've all had defining moments in our own personal leadership journeys. I shared three with you, and I've had many more. Um, Final thoughts. Leadership and culture are not nice-to-haves. They have a direct impact on your business and business outcomes. They directly affect your ability to attract and retain talent. And we know from research, they affect your your financial results as well. This is important stuff and it can't be ignored. Here are some points for you to ponder. It's a journey. Leadership is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. Great leaders that I know continually are working on themselves because you are the instrument of your own leadership. It's reflective. You have to take time and think about yourself. Think about what you're doing. 
get feedback, get, get perceptions of yourself. And you have to be responsible for the success of your people. The people that you lead, the higher you get in the organization, are more important than the tasks that you have to do. And learning that and switching to really meet being more all about the people is critical. And, you know, this is something that I absolutely love. We used to have leaders that thought it was important to tell. Now it's important, particularly in this complex and global world, it's much more important to coach and to help think people think about their aspirations and their future. It's much more important to ask than to say. I think that we're getting ready for our break, and I'd like to let you know that our executive producer, my executive producer, is going to be on the, uh, our next segment, and he's going to be telling his personal leadership journey and story. And I just can't thank Robert enough um, for being with me and helping me uh, at least to get through today. So with that, let's go on our break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is Linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Hi, I'm back with you, and I hope you're back with me. I have the great pleasure to introduce Robert Cialino, my executive producer. I asked him to join because I'm thrilled to have him as my partner. He's had great experience as a radio host, and as I said, this is part of my leadership journey, so I'm learning from him, and he's coaching me and helping me reflect on things that I need to be thinking about. 
He has He's a great internet whiz, which of course is another area that I need to uh, get more experience with. And with that, I'd like to say, hi, Robert, and thank you so much for joining the show. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I think it's, um, it's very nice of you to invite me on the very first show. That's, it's quite an honor. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I need your help. <laughs> so let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, why is this show particularly important to you? Because you shared with me that it's something that was kind of near and dear to your heart. So what, what captivated you about doing a show like this? Well, as you so wonderfully stated, that culture is everything. And that's something I've had in my core for, I almost want to say forever, but as long as I've been in the business world. And I don't know, there'll be a lot of jealous people out there, but Voice America has a core culture that, you know, even in my opinion, and and I believe everybody that works here opinion is uh, second to none. It um, <laughs> it comes from the very top down. You sure know, Mr. does. Oh, it's amazing. And Mr. Spinard, I mean, it exudes from him, and it just it just absolutely flows all the way down to the bottom. They um, they really encourage you know a creative and, and free flowing atmosphere, and they don't they don't try and like you said tell 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 us what to do. They really want us to bring our creativity to every day, and they never ask us to look for a show that they feel would fit. They want the producer to find the show that resonates with them, that they have a core belief system and can get involved uh, with that host, such as yourself, roll up our sleeves together like we've done, and for seven weeks build the show, and this is week eight, and we've launched it, and you know as I do, we worked hard all the way up to this point, and now we get to have all the fun. Yeah. Isn't it great? Isn't it great working in a place like that? It just feels good. <laughs> it's the best. I'm never leaving. They're going to have to pry me out of here. Well, that that's what happens, you know. Your your retention rate is great, you know. So let me ask you the other question. How does this fit with the uh, Voice America mission? Well, Voice America's mission, core mission yeah. is phenomenally great content. Everything has to do with content that someone that's listening on the other side of of this facility, uh, somewhere in the world, can take something away from every show. And this show, in my great opinion, and also in Voice America's opinion, is something that's going to resonate with anybody that is looking for that next piece to help them put together a greater leader or a better culture for a business. So this fits the, the network perfectly because we at this time and now we do didn't have someone that speaks to this exact core culture so we needed this within the network to round out our business channel and to give those business listeners something that they can take away every week wow that's great and you know it's just such a thrill to be on this with you because boy that's such a culture is everything as as far as i'm concerned and and you know i said it before and and leaders drive the culture and and you pointed out it comes right from the top so you know everybody always says the top of the house you know is 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 where it all emanates so what do you think leaders will gain from this show <laughs> a long list i really believe well i i hope actually i hope they do i hope they take away something you know that's true and, and thoughtful you know as far as insight goes delivered by you of course you know to to put it out there but to apply it to their day-to-day i want them to bring this into their work ethic and to make their workplace a better environment i think if if they listen 
and are searching, they'll find something that they can take away. You know, they'll take away that that fact that you'll give them that will really and truly bring them to you as their trusted resource in, in, in the show and maybe even beyond. Maybe they'll they'll get involved with you with some email or maybe they'll bring you into their culture and actually have you work with them. But somewhere along the line, I want them to take something away that they can use every single week. Well, that's great. That's great. I, I have a couple other things I want to explore with you. Uh, what... What makes this unique? And you did say, you know, that you didn't have something around culture and and you do have a few things around leadership. But what makes this particularly unique in your mind? Well, first of all, Linda, (laughs) you. Oh, wow. Thank you, Robert. (laughs) That's great. That's number one on my list. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is Linda. And then um, I think, you know, truthfully, I reached out to you because of of the things that resonate with me, you know, my core belief system. But Mm -hmm. part of that is the fact that you're very accomplished and you're a leader in your field. And and that's very important to me because I like to work with with people that are leaders in their field and and really work with them to bring them to a, a new audience, something larger that is within their core system, and then they can reach out and beyond. But I think also the fact you've, you know, you've written books, you've also really worked with and truly with some huge companies, you know, the Fortune 10 companies, you know, with their culture and changing the organization and transformation. I think that all of that is unique to anything that we have here. And I think that really speaks volumes along the way as well. And I love the fact that you work with team building and driving talent development. I think that that, I mean, you coach, you teach, you help people grow and build. So that's all of the, well, there's probably a hundred more things, <laughs> but that's the, that's the short core of that. That's the short answer. Well, that's a that's a very great and flattering answer. I really appreciate it. I I was talking to uh, uh, somebody I'm going to be bringing on the show um, today, Jay Conger, and he said to me, "Well, what's the next book?" And I said, mm, <laughs> "Jay, I don't know. He's written four or five himself, and they're great. So I recommend them to anybody." But um, it, it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for the next one yet, but it's a lot of fun. That was that was one of my big learning journeys of for for leadership as well. So, we're coming up on another uh break. Um so why don't we do that and then Robert when we get back from break, I'd really like to hear a little bit more from you about you personally and really thinking about, you know, how did what was your journey into radio and what was your career journey and and how did you get your leadership lessons? I bet some of them were from your dad, but we'll explore that shortly. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. 
Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to iLead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the Leadership Connection. Well, Robert, now this is about you. This is a chance to shed a little spotlight on, on who you are. So what brought you into radio in the first place? Well, that, that's, a, that's a, fun, a fun tale, I think. I, um, I, it was 1975, actually. I remember it distinctly. <laughs> I remember the day. It was, wow. uh, it was November 1975, just before, actually, very close. We could call this an anniversary, I think, because um, it was for the um, Thanksgiving holiday, and my grandmother and grandfather had come to visit us in Kansas. We were living in Kansas at the time. And he had a CB radio in his car, and he introduced me to that CB radio one afternoon, and I lived in that car for two weeks. I never wow. came out of that car except to eat, go to school. <laughs> and thank goodness we had a break in there, too, because um, he could not get me off that radio. I probably killed that battery somewhere along the way. And wow. I love the fact that I could reach out and talk to people and put a message out there. And shortly after that, um, we'll, we'll say Santa Claus um, brought me my first base station CB radio that Christmas. And mm. 1976 was the year of me exploring mass communication. And I fell in love with it. I love the fact that I could key up a microphone talk to people that I didn't know, engage them in a conversation, what I felt was important, what they felt was important. And I also knew that hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands were listening in that conversation and they were interested in it because they would chime in from time to time. And that was, that was the year I realized that I had to be in radio. Wow, what a great story. What a great story. Who had the biggest impact on your leadership style? Who who, who was the person that you most... Uh, look up to from a leadership perspective? You know, I can, I can look at three people. That, you know, I was, for, well, fortunate in my childhood um, and, and, and sort of unfortunate also. But the fortunate part of it was that I ended up, you know, along the lines with two different fathers in two different parts of my life. My, my father, Chilino, was an engineer for NASA and he worked on the docking system for the lunar lander and the Apollo uh, mission. So he helped oh, How cool is that? <laughs> it was really, <laughs> wow. really cool. And he taught me a technical skill set that made me look beyond just normal things. He encouraged me 
to reach out and to use my mind. You know, we never, ever sat around and watched the television, except when there was a moon landing on. Yes, we did. Of course. And we always built things together. He taught me how to read mm. schematics before I could read. <laughs> so wow. I got that beautiful part. And he always taught me never, ever speak above people. Always mm-hmm. talk to them at a level that is not condescending and, and really communicate with them and, and understand and make sure that, that you understand what they're talking about. And if you're the communicator, it is important for you to ensure that they understand what you said, not assume that they did. He taught me that skill set. Great skill set. Very important. And then my second father, who um, came along through one of those divorce situations, but fortunately a wonderful man as well, uh, retired as a full bird colonel in the Army. And he taught me my core value system um, on a, a military level, if you will. But there was the leadership commands that came from that aspect of, you know, really owning who you are and owning the situation. And if you commit to something, you commit to that. And you don't commit a part way. You don't commit an eighth. You take it on and you own that until it's complete. And that's the second part where it came from. So I was fortunate about that too. Wow, those are two great, great stories. Um, tell me, Robert... What, from your point of view, what, what is the thing that you're most proud of in your journey, uh, in your career, that really made a difference in someone else's life? A great question. And, and it's interesting. It happened here at Voice America. Well, a lot wow. of it happens here at Voice America. It's really interesting. When I came here, it was a little over a year and a half. I've been here a little over a year and a half, loving every single minute of it. And um, the culture was phenomenal. So that was all real creative culture. And I just happened to bring in the guitar one day. I was going to a, a, a mass outdoor practice and happened to bring that in. And uh, Sandra Rogers, who at that point was the senior executive producer here, and uh, my mentor at the time, you know, in learning Voice America. And she saw that guitar and we started to talk about that. She said her whole life she'd wanted to play. So we talked a little more and she called me a few times and she said, you're inspiring me to get this guitar. So we went and got this guitar. She did. She called me the day she bought it. It was phenomenal. It's great. I helped her pick it out over the phone. She brought it in and we started to play a little bit. And, and Mr. Jeff Spinard noticed that we were doing that. He says, you know, you know, it says Friday, we should, we should do a guitar Friday where people bring in instruments and they just jam together. <laughs> So great. So um, we changed Sandra's life. She calls me an angel. She does. Ah. And so if, if you ever talk to her, she'll say I'm her angel. And I really inspired her in that. And it's something she'd always wanted to do her entire life, but just didn't have it in her to go out and do it on her own. So I helped her get there just being me. And we helped Voice America have a really creative outlet now uh, whenever we do that. We haven't done it in a while. We've been super busy on the schedule here. So we haven't had Guitar Friday for about a month now. But we can do it at any time. And uh, Mr. Spinard highly wants us to continue that. Um, wow. It sounds like it's time for another one. <laughs> it is, starting uh, after the holiday. So as you think about your career and your life, what really ignited you in this field? Well... It ignites me every single week, uh, three times, maybe a month, um, is every single time I get to to really work with people. I'm a person that loves to work with people and, and help them achieve a goal that I can help them achieve. That, you know, not that they couldn't do it on their own or figure it out on their own, but but something that I can do. And that really is what gets my fire burning, if you will. Being able to take someone and work together with them to help them achieve a goal that they couldn't easily achieve without me and and I get to do that three times a month four times a month it's it's the it's the best I mean I'm always you know it's cool as I'm always burning <laughs> it's great yeah isn't that great to help 
people see them really blossom and, and meet their full potential. You know, I, I always love the story. I, I uh, One of my latest books, Winning with uh, Trans Global Leadership, um, uh, you know, I, I tell the story about global leaders and, and having to be open to what the capability that people really have and don't have the blinders on your eyes that come through from your own personal bias of how somebody should look as a singer or as a leader. And I often play that, um, you know, Susan Boyle um, on Britain's yeah. Got Talent and she walks out on the stage and everybody kind of looks the other way and Simon Cowell raise, rolls his eyes and says, oh, you know, this is really going to be, what kind of talent does she really have? And she opens her mouth and she has a great voice. Which, which nobody expected. And, you know, I think a lot of times we have blinders on about the capability that people have, and we don't really look and search for some of the things that they can contribute that they're really great at. And then when you find it, help them really excel. And, and that's an exciting feeling. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, I do. A great thing for leaders. Well, so where do you see yourself uh, going forward? I know on Voice America, but what's the next journey for you, Robert? Well, I would I would like to get more involved, and um, I think that <laughs> I don't know how much I can talk about that. But I yeah. think to, going forward, uh, bringing in a lot of the other talents that I came to Voice America with, mm-hmm. and um, and really really helping build even more. The, the company has some phenomenal plans for next year, and there's a lot of things that are going to be rolled out, and I'm. Very positive that I will will have a role in that. I don't think I will ever stop being an executive producer. I think that I will always love working with people. That's my first passion. And then, you know, behind that is is anything and everything that has to do with mass communication via the internet or media on the internet. And there's a lot of new avenues that will be going down that I have a feeling I will definitely be working very closely with. Not to be disclosed at this time, but next mm-hmm. year. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Well, I think we're coming up close to uh, our next break. and But I would like to say this. It's, it's such an interesting thing that you raise this uh, guiding principles piece and this leadership lesson that you learned from uh, one of your fathers. Um, and that was something that I learned, actually, too. And, you know, I'm, I'm consider myself... Well, somewhat of an expert in leadership and culture transformation. And I was in class when I was studying for my PhD, and the professor walked into the class and he said, "Um, I want you to write down your core leadership principles and values. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, how, how bad is that? I really haven't thought in a way that I could really write them down and list them out and say specifically what my guiding principles are and what guides me as a leader going forward. And I got a knot in my stomach, and I I found that often when you have that kind of knot in your stomach that says, ooh, this is something I really should do, and I, I I should use this as a guide, it makes you say, I really have to do this. Um And so I sat down and I started to write some of my own guiding principles. And it was a very interesting question. I then built it into uh, the GE training programs that I was doing for leaders. And it was fascinating because we all have some idea in our head on what our guiding principles should be. Uh, 
But we never, often, I shouldn't say never, but often we don't write it in our day timer or put it in a little place that says, you know, this is really what I want to be known for. This is what I want to guide my life. These are the values that I think are so important. And not 20, not, you know, eight but the four or five things that are really going to make a difference for you. And then remind yourself and ask yourself, am I getting gold medal standards on living those values every day? Did you ever do anything like that for yourself where you actually sat down and wrote some values that you wanted to be known for and some guiding principles for you? I like to treat every day along those lines, but to answer that question, I did. That was the third, the third person that impacted me on the core culture side of it, and I had the great fortune for five years to work for uh, GoDaddy Inc. Oh, great! And uh, Mr. Bob Parsons really challenged you every day, and he put things out there every day, and that was one of the exercises he had everyone do. And then we spent some time with management going over those pieces uh, within the system. And they were really keen on helping you grow every single day. If you wanted to grow, they were there to support you to grow. And that was phenomenal. And I'll, I'll top this off really quickly. When Mr. Parsons left the company, when he became you know chairman of the board and, and stepped down as CEO, he called a few hundred people and to talk to them personally and ask them, their opinions of the company. And on day two, he called me and talked to me for 45 minutes wanting to know my thoughts and my opinions about his company before he stepped down. It was a really cool day. What a wonderful best practice. That is, you know, all it took from him was his time. You know, there was nothing, no, no money involved or anything else, just his time to talk to people and listen and, and hear what they had to say. I, I think right there is, is an absolute best practice. And I realized after myself, after that leadership class, which is why I brought that concept into leadership development initiatives that I do, um, because it's so powerful to think about what are the values that you want to be known for. So, so here are the things that I really encourage leaders to think about. One is, what are your values? What do you really stand for? And are your behaviors consistent with that? Would people say that they know your values just from seeing how you behave? And... Do you treat people with respect? It goes back to your earlier point, Robert, about not talking down to people, not being condescending, being respectful of the ideas, the thoughts, and what they bring to the organization and to the party, so to speak. And to honor their capability. Everybody has some unique capability. And the real trick of a great leader is that they find that capability They draw it out of someone, and then they help that person fine-tune and hone that capability so that they make it the best that they can be. And too frequently, we see leaders who want to tell you what you're not doing well and what you're not doing right and how you need to do this differently or that differently instead of encouraging you on the positive side around the great things that you are doing and the great capabilities that you have. And finally, help people see the possibilities. Paint that picture. Paint that future that's exciting and engaging. So I just so appreciate your insights and, and your thoughts. And, and um, 
thank you for joining me today. You you really have helped me get through this show. You've been a great mentor for that. So we're coming up now on our next break, and then I'll be back telling you about some other interesting stories and some things that are ahead on I Lead the Leadership Connection. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Do you know your personal brand? You may have the idea, but do you really know how to execute it and perfect it? Join Kathy Bass, the branding lady, for an inside look at the world of branding on her show, Power Up Branding. Kathy and her guests will discuss the many facets of branding, including tips to help you rebrand or bring your brand to the next level. Power Up Branding can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a plan. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is linda at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Well, lots to think about that uh, Robert had to say. It was great. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to close this segment by talking about uh, sharing with you a couple of things that people often ask me about leadership and tell you a couple of more stories. And then I want to give you something to think about as you're moving forward next week and as you're in your day-to-day routine that can maybe help you sharpen your saw just that much more. So the first question people often ask me is, is leadership is an art. You're a born leader. You can't be developed. Um, how, how can I, it's not something that's learned. It's just innate. Well, the truth of the matter is that leadership is, can be learned. It's both an art and a science. And I have seen people evolve over the years into good leaders, to great leaders, to fabulous leaders. And how did they do it? They, they paid attention, they spent time learning, they asked for feedback, they got themselves coaches, they asked people what perceptions they had of them, they really opened and opened themselves to really learning about who they were, and then changing things when they had to change things. They were very willing and open to change. I find really great le- leaders are always on a journey. 
You know, leaders come in all different shapes and sizes. Some are introverts, some are extroverts. The notion that a charismatic leader is the best leader, that's been debunked a long time ago. But what I do know about every great leader is they work at it. They want to be great at it. They, they study it. They're students of themselves. And so for me, if you aspire to continue to be a great leader or you're just beginning your journey, understand it is a journey and that you are essentially the vehicle of your own leadership. You personally are that vehicle. Here's some things to ask yourself. What's your brand? Do you know what your brand is? What do you want your brand to be? What would you like to be known for? What's the legacy that you want to leave? And envision you at your best. I love to ask leaders to do this. When are you at your best or at your peak performance? And I bet you'll write down some things that really relate to your core values. And you can begin to say to yourself, here are the things that I should continue to do more of in situations where I'm, I'm, I am. Because I find leaders are usually at their best. The studies indicate as well when they are under crisis or they have a very big project that they have to deliver and they pull people together and they collaborate with people and they help people work towards a common vision. And that's usually when they pull out the best in themselves. But what sometimes happens is they go back to business as usual when those circumstances or situations are over. And the key trick is to keep refining those behaviors when you're at your best so that you're doing them all the time. So creating great organizations requires great leaders. I I am such a firm believer in that. And and I often have uh, leaders who say to me, well, you know, I would lead differently, but my boss requires this or my boss is not like that or the leaders of this organization are not like that. And I'll tell you a story. And that's true. I I appreciate people that are in those tough situations because I've been there too. I had a boss, more than one actually, who was quite toxic. Um, She was abusive to people. She put down people. Um, She would talk about people behind their back. Um, She would get angry when she didn't get things on time. She would put you under a great deal of short-term pressure to deliver results. And, you know, I found myself then turning around and doing the exact same thing to my own team. And I didn't like it. I didn't like coming to work every day like that. I didn't like how my team was feeling. I didn't like how the culture that was being created. And I knew better. I knew better because that's what I do. And I understood how destructive and aggressive a culture this was creating. And we were all operating in fear. And one day I came back after Christmas and after the new year and I had spent the Christmas holidays. We tended to, this organization shut down during the holidays. And I did a lot of personal self-reflection. And I said to myself, what do I want to be known for? And when, I, when people are talking about me as a leader, what do I want them to be saying about me? And what's the brand I want? 
And I looked at the behavior that I was using and I said, you know, I'm not that brand. And I learned from my good friend Marshall Goldsmith that the first thing you do when you've been destructive or you've made a mistake is that you apologize. And I had a staff meeting when I got back to work and I said, you know what? I'm really sorry. I apologize for how I've behaved and I'm not going to do that anymore. And from now on, you know, let's talk about how we want to work together and how we operate. And you know what? To the person, they thanked me. And we ended up being a great team, having a lot of fun and doing some pretty terrific stuff. Now, my boss didn't change and my boss stayed the same, but I felt better about myself and I could look myself in the eye and say, I'm doing the right thing and I'm who I am and I'm developing the people the way they need to be and should be developed so that they can be the best they can be. And it was a real lesson um, for me. So I say to you, even if you're in a difficult situation, you can look up and say, they're not great leaders, but people are looking up at you and they can say, you're a great leader regardless. And so Ultimately, what happened, I did what most people would do in those circumstances. I ended up leaving the organization. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it, it, it could have changed. In this particular case, it didn't. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I've dedicated myself to really developing great organizations with terrific cultures where people can really shine, have fun, feel good about what they're doing, and feel good about what they're contributing. Because as I said before... I know that drives the top and bottom line. So here are some signs that your organization and its leaders may need to do things differently or may need to change. Um, Do you have a lot of turnover? Is morale low? Do you have quality issues or quality problems? Is your market share declining? All of these are signals that, boy, maybe we need to stop and take stock And by the way, all organizations have uh, ebbs and flows. And what sometimes happens is organizations can be great for a good long period of time. And then all of a sudden, things start changing and you lose sight of your culture and you lose sight of your leadership values. And that happens because we're all human. And you know what? It's time then to take stock. And you may find yourself in that situation. Time to take stop stock and say, okay, how can we get on the wave to greatness again? You know, leadership is like anything else. It's just like a car. We all need tune-ups periodically. And honestly, that's what this show is about. It's about giving you personal tune-ups, personal time to think, personal time to help sharpen your saw and be the greatest leader that you can be. So here's a short exercise for next week. You know, when you're going to work, find some trusted friends and write down what you're like your brand to be and tap into them and ask them, what do you think my leadership brand is? What do you think people would say I'm known for in terms of my values? And write it down and see what you think. And if you like the picture, ask them what you do that makes you that great brand And if there's some things that you don't like about your picture, write that down too 
and ask them for one thing that you could do differently to help increase your brand. And I bet you it'll be a very insightful experience for you. So join me next week. I have a great presenter uh, with me, Laura Croshaw and, Croshaw and Linda Pendergrast, who are, have a great technique called boss whispering that we're going to learn all about and some case studies. And I look forward to having you join me next week, same time, Thursdays. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 